1: This is Anthony Robbins Host. Of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. This is Anthony Robbins Host. Of the reality is where filtering becomes extinct. We're giving y'all a real, real
2: <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long.
1: <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno porno
0: We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input
1: the reality is What's good man? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where filter Becomes Extinct, episode 92. I got Frank Minicon in the building. What's good with you? It's all good, baby. <laughs> I got uh, KT, Kevin Sports. What you got? What, well, you know what? Let me get started. I said this on the podcast the other day. What is your last name, Kevin? Thomas. God damn, man. Man, easy, bro. And then I said Drina's name, and you saw in the group me. she was like, Mega, the government. So I was like, <laughs> let me go back and let me edit this because a lot of people don't like the last name put out there. So I always try to make sure that we got everything going. Let me pull these notes up real quick. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, man. We wanted to introduce. And do a little sports today You know, it's the playoffs I know some of our listeners Everybody likes football, I think So we're gonna talk a little bit about football today We're gonna talk about a couple of other things And then we're gonna jump into some societal issues And all this shit that was going on in Chicago And people, which I still don't understand Who record their crimes, man I'm still not understanding the reason people do that So, I mean, okay Let's do it like this Both of y'all got kids Yes, What's the ages for you, Frank? Eight and six. Any social media access at this point in time? No. No.
0: What about you? Eight and three. Well, if a three-year-old got a social media account then that's a problem. <laughs> no, but my son, he's on YouTube, but only to watch like videos and things like that. Yeah. So. I thought he was like a little hood genius where he creating those videos. <laughs> uh, I wish.
2: <laughs> no, no, my son, he stay on
0: YouTube. So uh, yeah.
1: That's pretty much the only I'm thing. On yeah. Man, look here. I um, I was, I tried to do the YouTube channel, but I'm not consistent. Enough to do that, so I just try to stay away from that. I did want to introduce some sports today on the podcast because I know with um, with Kevin, he has his own sports podcast on Sports Cuts 101 You can check that out. I think you guys are on SoundCloud,
0: right? Yeah, we are. Okay,
1: so we're gonna let Kevin take over. When it comes to the oh, sports league, really? yeah, you gonna well, let me run it? Yeah, we're gonna let I think that's a good idea or yeah. not? Nah, but let's go. <laughs>
0: we're
1: gonna let Kevin run it. We're gonna do a quick segment of uh, some sports. I know for me, I'm a Cowboys fan. Frank is up in here with this goddamn uh, uh, Patriots jersey <laughs> on. And if I had known it, I'd have told him to keep his damn jacket. Or I'd have stayed
0: home. <laughs>
1: <on. laughs> but you he, he were talking to me about Joe Mixon, um, and for those people who don't know who Joe Mixon is, he was a running back who hit the white chick right. In
0: 2014, he was suspended for a year for pretty much hitting a, a woman like she was a dude. Oof. And originally... She him
1: first, right? Well, she pushed, pushed him you. and just... It, it, it didn't wasn't, call for it that. It wasn't justified for him to yeah, be... Yeah, in a Oklahoma and the AD oh, and that. the
0: courts and everything, I guess they felt that a one-year suspension was enough. Hmm. But until the video was, was released, now um, Bob Stews was saying that, you know, it was horrible, it was terrible, and... He, we don't want him here no I more. I mean, yeah. Much. So, he, had, I guess he had no choice but to go to the uh, NFL draft, which he did declare. Hmm. Now, my question for you guys... Was it smart for him to declare for the NFL draft?
2: Well, I mean, I think that unless he had an opportunity to play at another school, I mean, if he wants to continue his career, I think it was a smart decision because he wasn't going to be able to continue to play football if he, obviously not at Oklahoma, but um, unless he could transfer to, I don't know what the eligibility was and all that, but. Um,
0: I'm thinking that, at that point, probably a good option. Well, let me I, ask you this. I'm sorry. I, I
1: was going to say, I think he has. Uh,
0: he, he I had think couple, he has another year yeah, where he, he could come, come back. But yeah. Yeah. there's a video out showing you hitting a woman. And yeah. we already know about the uh, Ray, Ray Rice, Rice situation. Right. I, I, so I, why I, would an yeah. NFL team take a chance on you, knowing the backlash that could come from that?
1: Same reason Jerry Jones take chances on Des Bryant, yeah. Michael Irvin, uh, what's the Greg Hardy, and the rest of them. I mean, not to be funny, It's unfortunate. But if you're taking Greg Hardy, who threw a girl on a bed of guns and said, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And people like this is, we know, well, for the most part, in the, the evidence that was proven, we know it was true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, he ain't even here no oh, more. Yeah, he's he ain't even the in the league. league. He's out the you league. You know what I'm saying? So is so Ray Rice. But I'm, I'm going to mm. tell you like this. I would give Ray Rice another chance. I'm not going to lie. I'm sorry. I would give him another chance because it's one of those things to where it's like, I feel like we have to be mindful of how hard we judge in, in a personal realm. When it comes to football, I would say i will give him another chance because this ain't the first time this has happened. Bro. No, it Let's won't be, be the last. No, no, no. This is the, the first time it was and documented. Then, yeah, and not to be funny, I think she, in, in, in the elevator video, they said she spit on him and then she hit him. Not saying that it was still right to react that way, <laughs> spit on me but and hit But this is your fiancé. I know, bro. But, yeah. not, I mean, is she not wrong for what she did? Yes, she was it's wrong. It's double standards for everything. Did we you all, see that video? Bro, I did see the video. <laughs>
2: He hit her like she was Rocky Balboa, and
1: he it was done. It was done. But that's why I feel like men shouldn't <laughs> hit women because a woman can hit me. I'm pretty I, unless it's like a, well, I was gonna say Ronda Rousey, but I don't think she, she can't knock
2: anybody out. She, I we completely. saw that, yeah. and she can't take a punch either.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like we shouldn't put our hands on people. Period. But period. when, when in, in Ray Rice's case, it was It was like it was instigated. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they said that she was acting belligerent the whole time before then. Right. That led up to that, and then elevated. He probably just. I got. I'm sick of this shit. And we don't even know how many times she did it possibly before that night.
0: But my thing, when you see a a man hit a woman like that, that makes you think that they've done it before. No doubt. Because of mixing tape. I mean, he cocked back and socked her, broke her jaw. Oh, he did break her jaw? Yeah. See,
1: I didn't read it. I just saw the video, and I don't like seeing men hit women. So it was like I didn't watch it no more after that one time.
0: Broke the young lady's jaw.
1: And I won't rename his name, but I have a friend who was in not support, but I always say you could be pro-black to a fault, and the guy pretty much was like, hey – you Know she shouldn't have pushed him. I'm like, bro, that didn't that wasn't enough. But then, not to be funny, she's white, Ugh. a blonde white girl,
0: blonde white girl.
1: You're done. Sorry, man. You
0: got no, nah, you're good. But my whole thing with this is he should have probably stayed another year mm-hmm. to let the uh, everything cool down mm-hmm. because right now it's fresh. Yeah, everybody has just seen the video. So during his interview process, they're going to bring that up over, over and, and over, over again. That's yeah, true. Now, it's going to end up happening. A team may take a chance on him in, like, the sixth round, but right there that's a steal, and you're not really getting paid your value. He won't get drafted, bro. But I'm saying if, he, yeah. if someone does take a chance, yeah. it's going to be in the later rounds, yeah. and you'll get a steal, but I don't think he'll get drafted either.
1: Yeah, it's going to be going to later rounds, or he'll be an undrafted free agent because you want to play. Mm-hmm. Not to be funny, he ain't got no money. Right. So he's going to be wanting to play. They're going to basically he, – he's going to – if they do get him – He's going to have to prove his work through his attitude and being in the NFL mm-hmm. and what he does on the field. So his first three or four years, he's going to be getting paid piss money. Right. He's going to have to earn that.
2: Yeah, and I think that even kind of what you were saying, if he does get drafted, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really incumbent on his team to, you know, as far as the community service aspect. Because he's young, right? Yeah. So Ray Rice, you know, if we want to compare, he's young, and, you know, um, he did what he did, but at the same time, being a young man, there's an opportunity for him to do some certain services to make people believe
0: that he could actually progress, progress in this yeah. area. You know Maybe what I'm different. saying? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. another crazy thing about this is, you know, the uh, wide receiver, they have uh, D.D. Westbrook. Oh, um, yeah. He I also know. hit someone. It may have been in Was it 2012, 2013. Yes. Black or white or Spanish? I don't know the color, but they just out, they right? just brought that up. Yeah. yeah. So it's like... For some reason, in college, we have a culture of not taking care of our women. Mm-hmm. It's okay for our athletes to go out there and just put their hands on them and we think it's okay because we want to win. And that's what I was telling you about earlier, how yeah. winning is one word in sports that is killing everything because yes. you want to win by any means necessary.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you'll take um, – look at the Baylor situation.
1: But let's go deeper into that situation. Winning by any means necessary. Who owns all the sports teams? White people or black people?
0: White. There you
1: go. Who continues to draft these players? White people or black people? So in so many words, as much as the crucif the the media who's mostly ran by white people deem us as whatever we are. It's white owners mm-hmm. who are still allowing this to happen, which you are enabling that behavior. Right. So do yeah, you true. really have an issue with that? Same thing with the Josh Brown. Was it Josh Brown the dude, the kicker for Yeah, the Giants.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bro,
1: come on. They knew that shit been going on. Yeah. You know that you got his medical records of him going to that psychiatrist. You knew it's been going on, but until somebody brought it to the forefront.
2: Right. Now you gotta respond issue. to it. Yeah, you gotta respond to it now. And it's the same thing with the Ray Rice situation. They, and I think they had that tape already. I think they saw it, but when it hit the media, that's, that's why, yeah, why, that's the same with Oklahoma. Washington yeah, yeah, yeah I,
0: yeah. I don't believe that it was Bob Stoops' first time seeing this tape. No, no there's no, no, no
2: way. But he had to react. Yeah. So you, the but
0: program. he only felt one year was good enough. Right. I mean, if you have a daughter. I mean, you have a sister. We all come from women. Uh-huh. But it
1: all comes down to, to money
0: and winning. So was I was about say exactly. money
1: and winning because he know he know he needs that player. Uh-huh. He wants to win. If he's not winning, he won't have that job. Exactly. He won't have that five point six million dollar a year career job right. to con- you know continue doing what he's doing. And it, Oklahoma, a premier program, Exactly, he's not letting it
2: go, man. Well, see, and, and my thing is this. I think that, you know, it's, it's one thing about us not putting enough, um, you know, emphasis on protecting the women, but I think the, the bigger issue is how we or how they protect their assets with yeah. these athletes, especially football players, because I think that traditionally football players are known to be more violent than, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. some of your other athletes, yeah. you know? So what are we doing as far as well, what are they doing proactively to
0: address that issue? They're doing nothing. Because in, and if they are, it's not working. So we need to come up with another solution. Mm-hmm. But I also
1: think if you have though, like, not the wonderly test, but when they have those tests, I think I'm pull like this. Me personally, they may already be doing it. I think psyche vows for everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like you can determine somebody's <laughs> understanding through the things that they answer. Yeah. Some people, and and even if it's something that, say, for instance, if they ask, they use some, they worded a phrase about domestic violence in a way that maybe an athlete couldn't understand, and he mm-hmm. just answers. The wrong way because he didn't understand the question Even that should be a red flag to say Hey let's talk to him to make sure he right. really understands To where you can understand if he just believes That uh, domestic violence is okay Or is it he just doesn't comprehend what we're really Asking him right. because I listen to a lot Of these athletes when they're doing interviews Not to be funny the way they talk I'm oh, like, man. are they edgy? I mean, how are you in college for four years and you're man. still talking like you just got off the bus? Because he, to
2: he can run that rock. But That's you got to right. hold them accountable. But like <laughs> no you doubt. said,
1: nobody's holding these kids accountable, right. which makes them feel like they can do anything. And I've said this before. I don't know if I did it on a podcast or when we talked once before. But you got to think about white athletes are doing a lot of the same things that these black mm-hmm. athletes yeah. are doing. But white athletes know, let me get a, some, a docu- some documentation mm-hmm. that says, I'll pay you. Or yeah, if or this don't happens, talk about you can't this. talk about
2: this. Like, pay manning.
1: Black dudes are so yeah. goddamn cocky, we just feel like I'm an athlete, and just because somebody's on your coattail for these couple of years in college, they treat you like this in the NFL. White, this is not derogatory towards white people, i mm-hmm. saying this, but certain white people are in that world. Those white people, they, it's only a paycheck, it's only a dollar sign. Mm-hmm. You are good as gold. As long as you're running that rock, like you said, and making that money, but the time you mess up, they take their hands off of you. Right. Cause they gonna still in that contract, they still getting that two percent or that ten percent trail as an agent, or you know whatever right. the case may be. So it doesn't directly affect them, which is why they so easily or quickly take their hands off
0: of mm-hmm. it.
2: But I think also with the with the white athlete. I think it, it's like anything else. I think that they have certain systems that are in place to make sure that they understand how they can get past this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're, they're educated about, okay, you're in this situation. This is what we need to do uh, to shelter you from all of this scrutiny or whatever. And so they know focus about money. Right. Well, no, no Peyton doubt. Manning no daddy,
1: Archie Manning could tell Peyton mm-hmm. Manning. Peyton Manning could tell Eli Manning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If, me and, if one of us went to the NFL, we're the first ones there. Who's going to tell yeah, us right. how to handle $30 million? nobody. Who's going to tell us don't go out and buy a Maserati right. mm-hmm. that's $500,000 when your checks per pay period per Sunday for six months of the year is going to be, what, $175,000? Right. Don't so what
0: that. can we do to protect our black athletes, So. I mean, what's our solution? What, what would you do?
1: It would have to be somebody like a Ozzy Smith to me, or not to be funny, already what uh, Herm Edwards does, uh-huh. holding those rookie symposiums. Yes. I never forget six years ago, my first time watching on TV, NFL Network, when they did the R- rookie symposium, and Herm Edwards was like, uh-huh. You only need one car, one wife, uh-huh. or if you got a girlfriend, one girlfriend, <laughs> one house. He's like, You don't need all this extravagant stuff. You got, and I think Dion said, You got to learn how to tell other people no, because yeah. it's not their money. And not to be funny, even though they may have been there for you, if you're taking care of people, it needs to be your immediate circle. Yeah. If yeah. you're helping somebody, that's different. But you can't always say, if I came to you, Kevin, if you're in the league, I can't come to you and be like, hey, my car pay, you know, need to be paid. And you give me that money, you got to be skeptical. Right. I'm right. the type of person still, if I know somebody, last year I let a friend borrow some money. He's like, I'll pay you back. I said, don't worry about it because if you're asking me, right. you don't have it to pay back. Exactly. But I think it's definitely about educating people and people who have already been in that position of power to be able to give back. But that's another thing about the black community. And that's a whole nother story. Yes, we, we need to learn how to give back. Mm-hmm. But we, like I said, on episode 80, something with Pluto Cash, we want to be the dick, biggest dick in the room. Right. So oh, we don't gosh. really want to tell people how we got there. We just give them a high overview of something and we drop it. Right. So we just coming into a lot of situations uneducated about certain things that we, we've we never been in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have to start with the, like, anything else. Now, granted, there's already, obviously, professional level and college level and high school level kids playing football. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think I did see something about the rookie symposium. I remember Chris Carter talking about some yeah, of these things. guy. You know, um, he always
1: talks about alcohol too. Yeah, he went through alcohol. As yeah, messed
2: exactly. up his career. But then also, um, but I think that what we what we can do is we see these issues that are happening, and then we could start maybe say on the level of you know like my little boy plays little you know eight or whatever, yeah. um, and just really start having certain conversations now, and 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 making sure those conversations are consistent. As they get older yeah. and as they progress. You know what I'm saying? If not the the parents, I mean hopefully you have coaches that are having some of these conversations, like linking up the importance of school and this and that and respecting and, and behavior and all that. But at the end of the day, it really it really to me becomes an issue of how to appropriately deal with some aggression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: When you're not on the
2: football field.
0: Yeah, so y'all yeah. wanna move on to the next one or? No, you good, yeah. Okay. So this is a team that I, I think we can all agree that we really despise, and that's the New York Giants. I know I you just going to say the Patriots. <laughs> well, the that too, but I, I was Warriors just trying to keep sure. it, you know, neutral in here. <laughs> all right, with that said, do you have a problem with the New York Giants players going to Miami on their day off? Hell no. Show me that ass in Miami. <laughs> Shit.
1: I'm about to get ready to have one of the biggest games of my life. And I remember in high school, if you remember, like, before, I know before the games when I was playing ball, the coach would always say, the day of the game, no sex we'll or get, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like no steak dinner. I'm like
1: Martin when Martin was playing uh, basketball. He's like ah, you know. He's like I shoot a little better when I get some. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's how I feel. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal, but I understand. I have two homeboys who played in the NFL, and there's a lot of bylaws that state you can't do certain things. I don't know what those contracts for Odell Beckham and all of them are. Yeah. I feel like his would be a lot more lenient because he's the best player on that team. Right. But I don't think it's an issue. I have an issue with him wearing Uggs,
2: <laughs> yeah. but other than that shit, I don't,
1: and you know, I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with him coming up out of water when there's balls and under the water, but I don't have an issue with him being in Miami. I have an issue with him shaking his ass and dancing with other dudes, but I don't have an issue with that nigga being oh, in Miami. What
2: about well, you front? My, my thing is this. you know, I think that um, you talking about a day, like a regular day off or like.
0: You they know, had Monday off. It yeah. was a, a mm-hmm. scheduled day off. Yeah. They told them, go, you know, get away, do what you want to do. Yeah. And they end up going to Miami.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, my thing is, if, if, it's, if it's within the, the rules of the team and the coaching staff and yeah. all that, and all the players have the choice to either go to Miami or, or take or their ass home, at, yeah. then I'm okay with that. But when, when folks start doing things that are, okay, well, I'm Odell Beckham and I'm special and I'm going to do what I want to do, yeah. even though the rest of the team is expected to do this, that's when well, I that's would have a problem solution. with it.
0: Yeah. Well, see, I wouldn't even have an issue then because if it's my off day, as long as i show up Tuesday ready to go, and I don't night, have and a hangover, night, yeah. I'm ready to play, it should be no one's business what I did. What I True. And True. the fact that I posted on social media lets you know that I don't care and I want you to see that we're out there celebrating. Yeah. Yeah. But like we were talking about earlier, before we got started, these guys need breaks. No doubt. They put their bodies on the line every play. So why can't I go to Miami and celebrate?
1: And to be an old football player, I never played college ball. One thing I like to tell people is football players are not stupid. Hmm. I hate when I hear people say dumb jock, even if yeah. that motherfucker don't know two plus two. <laughs> right. To figure out no, a no, system. No,
2: no, no, They're not, no.
1: The first time I played football in high school, when that motherfucker, when I was standing across the other line and I was just raw talent, mm-hmm. hadn't been cultivated, nobody coached anything, and motherfucker said, Blue 82, Rover, 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 Blue left. I'm like, the hell (laughs) i'm just gonna run and hit the nigga with the ball (laughs) when the game starts but it took me a whole season to really Mm -hmm. understand that and every week from week to week in high school every playbook from week to week was like a textbook Mm -hmm. you can't tell me that a football player Uh is an idiot
0: no they're not idiots it's just this is what they want to do exactly and they really want to focus on on that's that's what it is it's the same
1: way it is if somebody's like hey i want to be an artist i don't want to go to college Mm -hmm. and they go to or even if they go to college all they do is doodle or are they doing poetry on the weekends and their grades are suffering. They don't have an interest in it. Right. And I think I've told people you being a teacher, you got 30 students. You can't teach each student the same way. You can't you you can try to teach it as plain as you can so it's a high overview and as they come to you, you teach them a different way and you try to find out where their level is, which is why they take standardized tests right. and you go from there.
0: So I say we all agree that we really it's not a big deal, right? No, nah, man. Because it was a really big deal when Dallas did it. We went with the Cabo. I remember
2: that Tony oh, Romo and the boy, true. right?
0: Wait. Now, listen, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> they lost nah. though. Yeah, yes, they, they did. Oh, no, yeah, but thing. but no, it wasn't because of the trip to Cabo. It was because no, of Patrick Crayton. Right. Let me <laughs> ask you this now. <laughs> Everybody knows who uh, <laughs> Jessica Simpson is, right? We do. Yeah. If she asks me to go to Cabo, I'm going to. Oh, yeah. Point blank, yeah. period.
1: Because I mean, I'm sure it's head and some ass. And something's <laughs> going down. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'll be in Cabo. I'll take fluffy Jessica Simpson
2: and the Skipper. Right. But the only problem is. It becomes an issue when you lose. only after the fact. And if they won, nobody would have said And
1: no. we hadn't won any playoff games. That's the issue. Yeah. They've won two uh, – well, they've won I don't know how many Super Bowls since 2000. Four. And the Giants have Four. made won, what, two?
0: Yeah. yeah we won haven't two.
1: won and anything since like times. 96. <laughs> yes. So that's why it's an issue. And that's, we need to be focused.
2: And that's why I asked you, uh, you know, what, what the situation was because Odell Beckham's in the playoffs for the very first time. So if it was something that was – Recent, I would say, hey man, you know you might need to try to. It's your first time in the playoffs. Make sure you're ready. That's all.
0: But he the one ball, thing, ball them, yeah, yeah, one thing we we know we know he'll be ready. Yeah, he' gonna be. He everybody gonna else, him. Yeah. Eli, Eli should have <laughs> went to Miami <laughs> with him because he's the one that's been uh, <laughs> sucking it up. That is
1: a goofy motherfucker, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, but he will have one clutch throw.
2: So in the playoffs, though, he gets serious. Nine and seven and won the Super Bowl. We are gonna see what happens this year. We're we gonna
1: curious. see what's gonna happen today. I'm that's clear. what I was about to say. So before that game starts, well, we'll be off the podcast by then, but. What's the score if you picking, if you who you picking between the Giants and Green Bay?
0: I'm never picking the Giants to win anything. <laughs> so, I'm going Green Bay 23-17. to 17. What
2: you got, Frank? Yeah, I think Green Bay going to put some points on them. So, I'm thinking 27-20.
1: At some point in the season, New York Giants were the number one defense, right?
2: No, the number some, one defense yeah, was Miami. After JPP got hurt. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: They, they worked for a little I bit. I think yeah. Miami had – was it Miami? It was uh, the Texans yeah. too. No, the Texans, yeah. they were the number one defense, but – the Giants' defense came on. They, they came on with it. I'm
1: sorry, and they're playing in Green Bay. No, yeah. they're playing in they, New York. No, they're playing
0: right? in Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Green it's Bay. Green Bay. Oh, they you know, did go on that winning streak at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: gonna go on the line, even though I don't like the Giants. I want the Giants to win, so the Cowboys can see them in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, beat them and move on. I think it just makes for a more exciting game. I always, yeah. when I watch NFL playoff games, I want to see intensity, and I think it'll be more intensity with the Giants and
2: Cowboys. And what, I want to see that. But what about what about payback for Green Bay with the catch? You know, two years well, ago. Well, that is true. Oh, it's speaking it's of the catch, did y'all watch the
0: game yesterday? Did y'all see the catch that uh, Doug Baldwin made? I didn't see it, but I heard about I it. See it. He pretty much had it and kind of pinned it against yeah, his leg, uh, and, it and it never himself. hit the ground. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Dez's catch when he it never hit the ground. Yeah, he hit the ground?
2: Either. No, 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 no. It yeah, <laughs> never hit the ground. It Hit the ground, and that's what caused no, the it fumble. Didn't. Right? No, didn't. No, no, no. The it catch.
0: Po- it went no. up. It moved up. It moved. That's only because he squeezed. His never moved, man. It never hit the ground.
1: But, I, but, but to be honest, too, as a Dallas fan, I would trade Dez Bryant. Dez Bryant is not what he's, he's cra- what people make him. Man, he's not. He's not.
0: He's no, no. Okay, I agree with you. He's
1: not as good as we make him. I can't
0: trade that. that man. No, we can't trade him. Now, I will say this, Frank. Out of all the big play receivers in the league, Dez makes the least amount of catches out of all of them. Yes, I agree.
2: Them. But, but, and we'll say that this year. Only because Dak is spreading it around. I mean, Beasley gets it. Everybody gets it. And to me, in the system that they're in. Beasley don't drop shit, though. Right, he don't. He don't. But in the system that they're in, I think Dez is, uh, they need to have him as that threat. Yeah, you guys have that a big threat.
0: threat. Now, Terrence Williams, he can he's go we one. let Bryce Butler. he drop it, too,
1: though. And that's what I was going to say. Bryce Butler, to me, is, is mm-hmm. it's, it's 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 crazy because they have the same chemistry that the Cowboys of the 90s had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Dak. You, you, got got oh, you got the line, Zeke. You got the running back. You got a sturdy defense. It's not the best. Yeah. But the Men way. Don't uh, break. What's the dude name? The defensive coordinator. Marinelli. Yeah. They got him. He, he got him playing good. He played. And they, they're they playing as a unit. Yes. And when you don't have star players at the first, second, and third level, you have to play as a unit to be legit. But. And that's what they're doing.
2: But you do have Sean Lee healthy. And that, just that makes Lee, a Sean big Lee difference.
1: A, I'm going to tell you like this, man. This, this is where we're going to go. You have Ray Lewis. Yeah. That a motherfucker is like, I respect him. Don't want to be hit by him. You have Luke Keekly, yeah, he's and I think he's I think novel. he's like I think Sean Lee is like a oh, poor man's Luke Keekly. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, he's not as fast as Luke Keekly. Mm-hmm. he's not as aggressive as Luke Keekly, but he's always at the point he's of the that, He's in he's the play. He's always in the, in the he's, middle he's on in the, the ball. Play. That's See, me.
0: No, that's no, no, I agree. Yeah. Luke Keekly, he's a truth. But I wouldn't call him a poor man's that's Luke Kuechly. He's, he's
2: maybe a little tier below Luke Keekly, but he's but he's in every play. He's a poor best a poor man's
1: Luke Keekly because that's kind of like saying he's a hobo. He's a Section 8 Luke Keekly.
2: He's a Section 8.
1: He, he ain't got Section a house. 8. You know, he got a home. He got food. He got government cheese and shit. He do but his he job when he's in yeah, the
0: game. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But my thing is, how can you stuff. look at the season that he had this year and he not make the Pro Bowl? That's – I don't know. Luke Keekley has been out with that concussion. Yeah, exactly. So, right there, that's one spot he should have t- taken. I don't know if Luke Keekly made it or not. I'm pretty mm. sure he did off his name alone. Possibly. I don't know because I haven't seen uh, – But tell me another linebacker in the NFC that's had a better season than Sean Lee. I couldn't. You can't. No, I couldn't.
1: Another. You said in the NFC. Yeah, in the NFC.
0: To make the Pro Bowl. I'm gonna
1: be honest with you, bro. I used to be a football fanatic. I only watch Cowboys play, and then it depends on who else is playing mm-hmm. that I will look at the game. And be but like, we need okay.
0: you to, uh, you know, dig a little deeper. <laughs> in. Man, I, I
1: don't be having that much time, man. Like I, it's crazy. I tell <laughs> well, my, my girl, so man. Too. I tell my girl, she be like, you don't even watch ball like you used to do. Like now, college, I watch Notre Dame play, and then who? Like I'm definitely watching Clemson, and that's tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm. De- Where are you gonna be watching that game? As a matter of fact. Where you want to watch? I was going to say, I want to start. They got a sports bar actually over here and uh, Oak Cliff Social Club. I may go over there. Because mm. you don't have to pay to get into nothing. They only have drinks, so you but you can bring your own food in.
0: Okay. Well, you know what? Let me get my permission slip signed and I will get back to you. These <laughs> married people. I wish Yeah, I, I can't just be up Yeah, me. I'm going to go and then I, I have to text you. Girl would say she you going to draft one up for somewhere. you.
1: <laughs> Is it pink? Is it a pink slip? No, I mean, it's a green. It's yeah. green, man.
0: Right? Don't do pink. <laughs> green light, go. <laughs> what else you got for us, man? All right, now, I'm going to ask y'all this. Now, Frank. I know you probably be a little biased on this one, okay. so I won't hold it against you that much. Who is your NFL MVP? Now, I'm not gonna be biased. Um, to me,
2: see, because the MVP is a whole layered conversation, okay? So, but I won't get into all that. So, okay, let me go. What okay. is your definition of MVP? Yeah, I, I, it's hard because to me, if you talk about a player that's most valuable, like that means that if I take that player off the team, that um, you know, they, they won't have the same kind of success. Yes, that's what so, mine is, too. And most, you know, most of those people are quarterbacks, right? Um, but I think that this year, because of the numbers and because of the position and where they are right now, there's so many factors. But I'll say Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Tom
0: Brady, man, and I hate the Patriots. Well, no, I, you can't give it to Tom Brady <laughs> because of the four-game suspension and why he was out. His team went three and one. But, did. but, But they've only lost
2: one
1: game since he's been back. He got just as many yards as every other quarterback. He's 28 to 2 on touchdown to interception ratio. And the nigga has just been consistent his whole goddamn career. Who else true.
2: has done that? Well, but but see, the only argument against that, and, yeah, you should check my head for doing this, but, you know, what we just talked about, if you take him off the team, that argument, if you take him off the team, it won't be as successful. Oh, well, he didn't play four games and they went three and one. So that's, that's to me, what, what everybody's saying takes him out of the, the yeah. conversation. Now, I'll tell you Tom Brady's yeah.
0: numbers. He has 3,278 yards, 25 touchdowns. Two mean, interceptions. Okay, so 25-2. and two. No, man, it's 28. I thought it was 28. Is it 28? Well, I just looked last night, man. <laughs> oh, last last, game. I last game he got Yeah, so I'm going to say he had 28. Well, I don't <laughs> like Tom Brady, so I mess up. How about that? <laughs> I
1: don't like him either. That's why I was like, I got to respect it. I don't even like uh, Bill Belichick, but you got to respect yeah, the way Yeah, he's a cheater, move. too.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. a cheater. Now, I hope this is correct, Frank, but Aaron Rodgers has 4,428 yards with 40 touchdowns. Now... Wait, 40? 40. Get it to that man.
2: No, no, no. No, no. And, And in the last... Hold up. In the last seven games... But they, they
1: ain't got no running game either, they so don't. they have well, they found to. one with Ty Montgomery. They right. started start oh, yeah, running ball. They need but to change his number. That shit fucked me <laughs> up coming
2: up <out> the <laughs> Right, backfield. What are to do in the backfield. But in the last seven games, and this is why I say this kind of put me over the top because, number one, he guaranteed that they run the table. Number two, in the last seven
0: games, he has 18 touchdowns and no interceptions. But that's yeah. a cocky dude, man. I, I, I do, I do I not mean, like Aaron Rodgers. He is one I mean, of the best the quarterbacks. Table, but that, I'm going to tell you who my MVP is, and this is a guy that I've always thought he was overrated. But I can't deny him because of the season he had. And that's mm-hmm. uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan his, has put up numbers. Look at the Atlanta Falcons. They finally yeah. got a defense. They finally built. They have a running game. Yeah. yeah. They so do that, that takes running that game. takes pressure off Julio Jones yeah. and him. So
1: and they won two and one in ranking Yeah. Mm-hmm. Offensive uh,
2: efficiency.
0: And yeah. I and I really can't stand that dude because he's one of the quarterbacks that people don't give him enough, you know, problems. Yeah. Like Romo, boy, they'll kill him. Oh, they'll kill Romo, yeah. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan Matty Ice. What have you done <laughs> to deserve that nickname, <laughs> Matty <sounds> Ice? <laughs> he got some
1: black friends. He in Atlanta. Now, <laughs> the only, the <laughs> only person fair, that I would right, try
0: yeah. to make an argument for is Dak Prescott, only being a rookie, and we were 4-12 and 12 last year. Yeah, no doubt. We come in, we have a rookie that came in. Of course, we'll build to win with any quarterback that's that's good. Yeah, And he turned out to be like a great find. So Man. there can be an argument for him only because be. he's a
2: rookie. It
1: could be.
0: Yeah, that's, true. that's now, true. I don't
1: think nobody else has even done what Dak is doing.
2: Dak or no, Zeke. No, no, I no. Mean, but see, I think that the reason why there's less of a consideration for Dak is because of Zeke, you know. Because Zeke is balling.
0: With that said, too. Dak touches the ball every play. Every play, no doubt, no doubt. And
1: the way he calls the offense and runs the offense and does the check downs and yeah, sees. Yeah, I mean. And yeah. And looks across the line and sees the mic backs and the wheelbacks backs mm-hmm. doing what they're doing and be able to and, and switch up the offensive line and tell Jason Witten, hey, come off the line, nah, go to the slot. That's He's, he's doing, doing things doing that stuff. Roma wouldn't do. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You just heard me say I couldn't even read the playbook when I first started. And <sighs> he that. came into the NFL, and it's a different level. I mean, it's it's something to talk about. It's something to talk about. He's been consistent
2: since the preseason, and just you talking about ice water in the veins, he's been consistent.
0: He got it, you know. And if Dez didn't fumble in New York, who knows what was about to happen? Because we could have drove down the field and possibly won that game, right?
2: Or if Terrence Williams took the ball in the first game,
0: they probably be shoot wouldn't have lost no games. Period. There you go. (laughs) All right, my last one. Y'all know uh, who uh, Grayson Allen is? The Duke. uh, Oh uh, Oh, my God! Did you see what he did last night? He almost tripped somebody else. Just a little but he sprinkle white privilege. Just a little that? sprinkle. So that's my thing. <laughs> what, what needs to be done with him? Why hasn't he been disciplined? You just gave the exact words. A little
2: bit of white privilege, man.
0: I mean, that's really what it is. It's
1: Duke. It's white privilege. He, not to be funny, let's be honest. Anytime there's a black athlete that's dope, we're used to that shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He is an awesome player. Motherfucker yeah, got shot. Yeah. Hey, he can get to the rack. He, he can get dump. to the rack. Yeah. He's Larry Bird in college white privilege and people want to see that right. and i'm they not saying white pri- yeah i'm not saying white privilege in a negative way because i like to see that too mm-hmm. i like mm-hmm. seeing a white dude who can ball and hang with a black dude on the court yeah so it's white privilege but it's like the game needs it the college game needs it and not to be funny outside of monk who you else are you really hearing about like grayson allen yeah in college yeah that's true because monk,
2: monk is a true he goes to duke too i mean you know you they you know it's like okay you go to duke we're going to trust Coach K. Whatever yep. Coach K want to do with him, you know, the league ain't going to mess ain't with gonna him. Ain't going to touch it. Coach K, gonna, if Coach K going to handle it, then we're going to be out. Right. And
1: I could trust Coach K because he's dealt with big-time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, bravados and and, and, and personalities in the, in the NBA, coaching all-star games and and not all-star games, but uh, USA. USA, team, USA. That, yeah.
0: You know what? That's a joke. What coaching him USA? coaching that. Oh yeah, it definitely is. What coach couldn't go and coach those guys? Now, nah, now nah, wait
2: a minute. I could do that. Yeah. Come, come on, man. man. Y'all know, y'all know that it takes some some serious skill and finesse to manage those egos. Y'all yeah, to manage that. the egos. Talent wise, yeah. no doubt. Talent, no, no, no. Yeah. But I mean, to put a game no. plan in place.
0: Now, I agree if you, you know? were in the NBA, but these guys are playing for Team USA, so they're right. playing for those three letters. And I also right. think they. So use it's a little a easier for to manage, to manage egos it. because they're going to come together anyway. Unless you're Larry card. Brown, who doesn't play LeBron and Carmelo. That's, that's your problem right there. <laughs> but was about managing ego I think
1: in the USA game, too, when, when they're playing for the goal, you have to look at it from a perspective of all these athletes and superstars. What coach in the NBA, outside of Popovich,
0: at outside this moment, of
1: that are at that level?
0: That could get them to play. No, I'm just saying, like who
1: let players respect? Yeah, it's my, you always hear Popovich. left and uh, Coach Shise- Mike Chisecski. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, how to
0: say Pops, man, that's, 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 that's he's a, taking over, right? He's yeah, taking yeah. over. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's only because of his name. Because he's Coach K. Come to the NBA, Calipari nah. could coach those guys, nah. man. It, it nah. it's just.
1: Don't
0: he come to the NBA, stay. man. It'll listen, fun. no, just, no, no, no. He needs he to man. stay where he yeah, is. But I'm saying, resonate. if you want to coach NBA players, go to the <laughs> league. Yeah, it'll his right. resume. I'd up. rather see Coach Pop, Doc Rivers, people like that coaching okay, the NBA no, no. player. And has, there, and has, has there been any That's
1: scandal and on any team that uh, Coach K has taught?
0: As yeah, coach? listen, since we lost, the NBA players, they were embarrassed. They know mm-hmm. that they're the best players in the world, so they're going to come together. So we could go and coach Team USA I guarantee those guys are play because they're playing for their USA. They're not playing for Coach K.
1: Yeah, they'll still play. True, but true. I just think it's still more so of, it's just a respect. And then yeah. not to be funny. It's his name.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, and, they're and, off and, name. I mean, Team USA. He used to have a video needs, game
1: out on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah he did. I mean, yeah, it, I it wasn't think good. Team USA <laughs> needs
2: a name like that to be the head of this super team. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Who was it? What? When, when team USA oh, Chuck Daly yeah. you know what i mean oh, Chuck yeah, Daly yeah. was you know he was it's about he was the name man but he, was, he was an he NBA Palo coach too but he was still yeah. legendary he was an NBA coach right. i'd rather have
0: NBA coaches coaches NBA players i got you true that's how I, now coach K y'all may think i hate coach K that's one of the best coaches ever nah, right. that dude is a hell of a coach yeah. mm-hmm. you got to respect coach college, college boy hey they got a college team USA go coach them coach <laughs> them up <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, that's not worth it. Don't nobody yeah. even know nobody Nah, nah. They don't know nothing about that. Man, we
1: appreciate uh, Kevin bringing up the sports aspect. A lot of people, because I know I've had people be like, hey, man, why you don't talk about sports on the podcast? And I was like, it's not that I don't want to. I just haven't watched a lot of sports like yeah. I used to. And then it's really just about who's coming on. You, you know, know what I'm And i mm-hmm.
0: You know, I thought it was because we came on the first time. We didn't do a good enough job. We didn't, no, we had, yeah. we didn't rise but, to your standards, <laughs> so we didn't get invited back. See, <laughs> no, no and, I, to, and I, told
1: her, I told her, I told her, I said, they did a good job. I said, Angelo didn't talk as much. When Angelo was on, he didn't say as much. And I was like, Angelo, talk a lot before.
0: Angelo will talk. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. But I was like, it was, <laughs> I, and I think with a lot of people when it comes to podcasting, and I've learned that is like a lot of people, once that mic come on and they hear themselves and they know it's recording, it's kind of like, uh, like I tell you all the time, listen to my brother. You talk to my brother out the mic. He's like, "Yeah, man, motherfuckers." So,
2: so, so. Then he Then <laughs> him like,
1: "Yeah." And I talked to. Uh, yeah. You know, talking about Donald Trump, and Trump said that. Uh, I'm like, "Nigga, stop. stop. Stop talking like
2: that. Act like there's no mic." N- yeah. That's exactly. what you have to do, man. And that's why a lot of
1: times I don't give everybody like headphones because, like I said, you, I, like I can hear you talking. I hear Frank talking. I hear myself talking. And a lot of times people are focused on how they sound. Yeah. And my yeah. brother, like I said, my brother, yeah, not nah, she. That uh, <laughs> she, we were going down the street. She and uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking to somebody this past week, and we were talking about, like, you got the whole Soldier Boy Chris Brown thing going on. Oh, oh goodness. Goodness. You, got, you got dudes going back to the hood. And, you know, we talked in the group meeting. Sorry about that. We were talking in a group meeting. We were talking about how people always talk about being from the hood mm-hmm. and going to the hood and going back to the, the repping the hood. In my opinion, my question is, what has the hood done for anybody? outside once you get out of it like i know when i was in the hood growing up in it like it did teach me certain things yeah but like why do especially black people why do we want to keep going back and tying ourselves to it
2: well i say this because i kind of look at it from a a, a broad perspective um i mean i grew up in in a in a project you know a housing project and uh, as a grown person it really did teach me a lot it gave me a lens to be able to See through certain things, see through certain people and and help remind me of you know where I came from. so I don't really take things for granted i'm I'm, I'm fortunate to be in a position that I'm in so but I think that the mindset. Has to be you know different like why are you Going back to the why do you want to continue to affiliate With the hood if you're not trying to go back And, and uplift the people that are there or give Them some type of encouragement Or some yeah. type of you know model that you Can grow past the situation Or come back and then you know be An asset yeah. to the hood for the kids Or whatever exactly then what, are you really, for? What, what other point are you coming back for just to be down With the niggas you yeah, know that's what I'm it because like know. I
1: know When I go back home like when I go back home and if I take Cartesi with me we drive through Where I grew up at we drive through. I go see my granddad and my grandmother because they still live there. Mm-hmm. And I show, like, I know the first time I took, I showed her where I come from and how we bounced around the hood, how many mm-hmm. places we lived. I don't go because it's still nothing but tr- When you go back to the hood, if yeah. you're doing better than you did, than you are when you, before you left, you're going to have people hating, right. questioning your blackness, hand out. hand out, what can you do. And it's like, it's no need for it. I, we were in the mall one time when we went back to Texas, Canada, and the dude was like, what's good? He was like, hey, hey, Ray. I was like, Shit. Motherfucker called me A-Ray. That nigga know me, my dirt, everything. So I turned around, and she was like, who is that? I was like, that's my nickname. And you know, that's what they used to call me back yeah. in the day. And I told her, I was like, I'm not proud of a lot of things that I did, so I don't want to go back to a place like that. So, like, when I saw Soldier Boy, I was like, what's up, blood, fruit, fruit, whatever, Piru. I was like,
2: what? what you doing,
1: nigga, Piru is like California, some Chicago, not Mississippi, <sighs> not, Mississippi. not Mississippi, not Atlanta. What are you talking about? So it's like people... I always wonder, especially you te- being a teacher. Again, Kevin, I always think I see black kids that be like, I'm from the hood, and they're in the suburbs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do you mean? Yeah, what do you Why, mean? What is, it, what is so lavish about being from the hood that everybody really wants to represent?
0: From the that? toughness. They want to show that they're hard, that you know that people won't mess with them mm-hmm. because they'll, you know, they will I'm handle from the that. Hood. You know what I'm saying? But my thing is, the whole hood thing is you should want to get away from it. Mm-hmm. You want to better yourself. The hood has made you to where you are. So, you need to expand on that. You need to venture out. You know, the area I work in, I won't say, but it's a lot of kids, they they just want to stay there. Yeah. Because some of their friends are there. They feel they have to be loyal to them. Mm -hmm. That's why you got to get rid of those friends. You got to have people that are going to build you up to make you a better person. Because we all know people, let's go back to the sports aspect. How many people that we know that could have made it possibly to the NFL, Mm -hmm. but because of the hood and what goes on, it kept them there?
2: Yeah. Trapped. Yeah. And and you know, I think that it happens with just a lot of people, but especially, you know, our black people, um because we do feel like especially if you if you from the hood and you start having a little bit of success, um like I remember when I was in college, you know, I wanted I wanted some of my homies from from the hood to to come up to my dorm room and just see something different, you know what I'm saying? And then them niggas stole like all my my roommates tapes and shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, that backfired. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's more than just being in the hood. It's about the mentality now. Now we got to address the hood mentality. Yeah. You know? Because you could be in the hood and not have a hood mentality, and then you could be outside the hood but have a hood mentality.
1: But right? I definitely I definitely I appreciate growing up in the hood because I tell people all the time, when people always say, do you want to be street smart or book smart? Mm-hmm. And I've always said I would prefer to be street smart because street smart can teach you the books. The books can't teach you the street. Exactly. And the, I think the advantage we have as black men, as black women, as black people mm-hmm. I can walk in I can go I can get invited To a gala Dress up Speak the vernacular That they're speaking Talk what they're talking And I can go back To the hood And still fit in White people don't know How to do that No, They only know One way One thing And a lot of that Unfortunately Is because they feel Like they're superior To everything else And everybody else Should adapt To Mm -hmm. what they do Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Where I come from Being able to adapt To different cultures Different things it makes you a better person. In it different situations. Ahead. Exactly. It yeah. puts you ahead of the game in so many aspects. So I think the hood is a great thing, and it's a good teaching tool yes. for positive and negative things. Mm-hmm. But as far as wanting to go back, wanting to live there,
2: no. Nah. Well, I'll tell you this. I would want to live there if if I could guarantee that the people there would be progressing in yeah, their thinking. exactly. Because, the, you know, the, obviously it's that... Crabs in a barrel Mentality you, around, yeah. you know what I'm saying So if you're trying to see What I got So you can come and get come it and get When it. I'm not around I don't want to be here Of course I'm not, not. That's, And, that's what and I, I don't want my kids around Exactly,
1: exactly. And that's why I respect too <laughs> um, I just posted a video On face, the reality is Facebook And I didn't know about it But my girl and a couple Other people were telling me About it That Slim Thug yeah, Is this Slim Thug? Yeah Slim Thug Has been going back To his hood in Houston mm-hmm. Buying up houses mm-hmm. Rebuilding them and he's literally, like he was doing a video the other day, and he was like, we literally are rebuilding our hood. We're taking back our hood. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's big to me because I live in an area here in Dallas where they're gentrifying it. Mm-hmm. You're from Dallas, right? Yeah. So this whole area, didn't. this didn't used to be here. None of this used to be here. No. But now that white people are moving in and they're gentrifying it, it's make, they're making it like it's more valuable now. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't valuable Right. before then. Mm-hmm. Or like I was watching on the news and it was like, hey, we're turning down these homes and we're doing this and we're trying to rebuild South Dallas, but it's like, who are you rebuilding it for? Now, I do understand that if you rebuild certain areas, certain people can't afford certain things. Right. And niggas, some niggas, gonna be niggas. You can't leave them in a certain area because you could have an apartment like this or an area like this and it'll be rained down in 10 years exactly. depending on the type of mentality of people that are there. Right. So I get that. But my mindset always says where do the, the people like your grandmothers and your grandfathers and your uncles and aunts who are trying to be progressive, where do they Go. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if they're changing this area, where you live at and where she lives at, like in DeSoto and the south, like the further South Dallas area, that's really the only place they have to go. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they can't afford nothing going further north. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, then it starts to dilute the black neighborhoods that are good there because they start moving in HUD and Section 8 housing mm-hmm. and making it cheaper for people to be there. And it's like.
0: But that's their plan. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's all why in our,
0: our liquor stores and, well, the gas station yeah. malt liquor. You can't get it anywhere else. Or uh, everywhere that
1: they build. Like, yeah. the stuff that they're building over there, it's all warehouse jobs. Or it's like, they're building yeah. more family dollars. And it's mm-hmm. like, that ain't fucking,
0: that's not a job.
2: <sighs> yeah, well, that's what they want you to, that's that's the options that they want you to have.
0: So, you know, they know that you're going to. And we're going to you know. continue to allow that That we, we're not big on education. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, and building each other up.
1: But I think with the education part, like, not to be funny. If we, let's just say three of us went and we stood on a corner and, South part of Dallas, the further south. And we have a sign that's talking about educate financial education, financial empowerment, and so on and so forth. Because you'll have somebody to say, I only make 30000 dollars a year. How am I going to save? And I get that. Mm-hmm. But look at what you have and find out what you need. You know, I had a friend Joseph talking about he was minimalizing, you know, he was going to become a minimalist in 2017. Yeah. A lot of things you don't need. Right. Do we really need cable? No. You can literally go to a bar, it's convenient. But far as football, that's all I need cable for is sports. Mm-hmm. But if it's a big game, and I'm saying now that, hey, I only watch the Cowboys, I only watch Notre Dame, I could go two Sunday, two weekends out of a month to a bar, spend $30, mm-hmm. $60. That's still half of what a cable bill is. Right. I think you just have to decide what's important for you. And it's easy ways to change things, mm-hmm. but we have to want to change those. I need right. my TV. Forget that. <laughs> uh, that's but you can, can afford that. Yeah. But the people. What about a person who right. can't afford it? You know what I'm get saying? a
0: fire stick or something from Best Buy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> R- jailbreak R- cool that bitch. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's always a way around something, man. No doubt. That was yeah. my whole thing. I was looking up an article, and I think it was by Madam Nori. She had ten things that I can't stand about educated black people, and I I took notice to it mm-hmm. because I've experienced so much. Again, coming from the hood and being in the area as black people, when we get a little bit of education, we get a little bit of social status. Mm-hmm. We begin to change. Yeah. But I think it's different types of black people or educated black people. One, some of the, She said 10 things. The first one was behaving. She was like living their lives according to the politics of respectability, meaning behaving in ways that are socially accepted by white people. It's unhealthy to not express your true self in order to please the masses. You feel a lot more free if you stop seeking the approval of others. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of black people
2: yeah.
1: who they deem going to these five-star restaurants hanging out doing stuff on the on the north side as the thing to do Mm -hmm. i've had conversations with other people about black people in dallas how a lot of us we really and this is going to sound crazy we don't know how to be black Mm. you're from the east coast Mm -hmm. it's a culture there being black is just what you do if you're black it's it's just who you are (laughs) here it's like it's still like a christ a self-identity crisis of Mm -hmm. trying to figure out who we are and when we make a little money do we blend in with white people to continue mm-hmm. to get that money and move up the ladder and have access to things? Or do right. we create our own lane? Mm-hmm. And I don't think black people here, at least in this area, we don't know how to create our own lane.
2: That's an interesting observation.
0: <laughs> and I think the reason why we can't create our own lane is because it's hard to trust other black people, especially when it comes to your money. True. Because how many times have we been burnt? The one time you get burnt, you're like, you know what, forget this, I'm yeah. gonna go let someone else do it instead of going to another black person to you'll mm-hmm. give them opportunity. Yeah. No. Because yeah. my money is my money and I can't be I can't waste it. Yeah. So right. if I feel it's gonna be wasted, even though I know this somebody from another race may be trying to, you know, take advantage, take advantage a little bit, mm-hmm. at least the job will get done.
2: Yeah. And I think I think that it's a, you know, it's really a mindset and you have to be deliberate about what you wanna do. Like you know, and, and, and you teach your kids and all that. So my thing is, here lately, I've really been trying to be diligent about supporting black businesses, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, you can't just be any old black business. No, and you, you got to have quality. You know, I'll give you an example, and I won't even name the company, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I wanted to get some carpet work done in the house, so, you know, I told my wife about it. She said, oh, I'm going to get on the, you know, black business portal. I'm going to find somebody and go from there. All right, no problem. So got the information, called the dude, set up a time, Cool. And uh, and then he called me back that same day, so I can't make it. Can I come tomorrow? Yeah, no problem. And then the next day he didn't call at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and then he and then he sent me a text like at 12 o'clock midnight talking about such and such and such happened. Can I still come through? That's definitely like, not professional. I'm like, dude, I'm not even gonna call you back, man. You yeah. know, I'm on to the next already. You know, so I'm a, I'm gonna make a, a diligent effort, but at the end of the day, I'm not gonna um, you know compromise the quality because I need my work, whatever I'm, I'm gonna get done I need it done right,
0: done at a certain quality. And I, mean, I can go, I can piggyback that. Um. My house, the AC, the, uh, the the fan that's on the outside or whatever, the unit, yeah, it's it a was unit. going out. And I had a guy come over who was black, who I got through a friend, who came, you know, tested everything. Oh, yeah, man, you got to get this part. It's about $600. I can have it ready for you tomorrow. I'm like, $600? <laughs> you, you think I got that money right now? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay, you know what? I'll call you. So we no, had another guy penis. that came in that was with the actual company that yeah. manufactured it. He came, connected it. He's like, you know, uh, nothing's wrong with it. It's just it's summertime. It's going to take a little longer for it to cool off. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is just pay me, you know, my little service fee, and that's all you need. Mm -hmm. So we be hustling. He was trying to take advantage of me. We be hustling, man. (laughs) And that's why, yeah, Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. My money goes elsewhere.
2: We do have to... Um, if we want to create our own lane, we have to start doing more of that. And and these businesses that we deal with have to understand that just because we black and you black don't mean I'm going to compromise gonna you quality. Up. You better have good quality or else my money going, uh, somewhere, going somewhere else. Yeah.
1: The number two thing they talked about, they said that we shy away from black names. Now, I feel like oh, okay. a lot of black people, I don't even think that's just educated black people. A lot of people shy away from black names because of. The resume, right? You know, as you get older, it's like, how do you want your child to be remembered? Mm-hmm. How do you want your child to be looked at when their name is called on a roll in school? Yeah. How, even when they get ready to call your name or look at a resume and they see, what's a hood name? Any uh, kind of Nisha, keisha yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like it shouldn't be that yeah, way. it should Now be I well. think now this is the way I think about it. Even when black people talk about other black people's names, I'm thinking. If we go back to where we come from, Africa, mm-hmm. what African person got a regular name? There ain't no None. regular name. So it's like we're not from Africa, but we <laughs> always talk about we're from Africa, but, what you know, we're not like directly, yeah, directly from there right yeah. now. So it's one of those things where it's like when we talk about each other, I'm kind of like, why are we really dogging each other on names mm-hmm. when even though we may not be directly from Africa, like first generation? We have ties and connections. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that we do, some of the same things, just maybe a little different. They're right. similar. So they may got a crazy name over there. We got a crazy name here. It's just Americanized, if you will. Right. I don't talk about nobody's names unless it's. Now, I ain't going to lie. It was. What was that name they had on last year? I saw it on Facebook. It was like Twinkle Twinkle oh, something.
0: My gosh. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll give you a name. It was a young lady. Her name was Ashole. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they spelled it? A S S H O L E. See, that's the problem. That's her first You're name. you kidding me? And that's they pronounce the- it Ashole. Stop.
1: Now, that's the problem. Now, is that real? That's real. That's the problem, though. If I'm spelling Ashole, I'm going to spell it l e with a with an accent mark. But not asshole. I don't know if
0: that's a lack of education or just not knowing how to spell asshole. I just don't know. You think that's cute
2: for your child to be named now? I mean, come on, man.
0: They also talked about referring to, uh, I'll run through it
1: real quick, referring to themselves as educated black people, distancing ourselves from uh, those we consider uneducated black people, which is one thing I don't like. And the article said, educated people are so quick at time to call out the ills of the black community, and mm-hmm. rarely do we speak highly about their people or give back without some kind of a hidden agenda. Yes, we do have issues in our community with unwed mothers and rude and reckless behavior, but we should never forget about those who haven't arrived yet. No doubt. And I think that's important because I've been in situations... To where I have friends that are educated, graduated, and and I don't think education means college.
2: No, I don't
1: yeah. think just people think oh I'm educated because I went to college. No, some mm-hmm. stupid motherfuckers went to college and graduated and graduated. Bush had a fucking oh, a lot of D's oh, for his last transcript at Texas A and M and Texas. Now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so he was president exactly. So I don't think that really has anything to do with it. But I've had I've been connected in in between black educated people. And black people who are just smart, Mm -hmm. but they live their life different. You know, maybe one dude smokes weed, not to be funny, and it's obvious. Maybe the educated black dude smokes weed. It's just not not obvious. obvious. But how dare you look down on them? Like, I was in a situation where I was podcasting one time, and it was a guy that helped me with some things. They both worked in the podcast with me. And it was one that was a graduate going to a prestigious school, and the other one was going—he was in college but not graduating— and because he smelled like weed, one of the guys was just kind of looking at him like, turning his nose up at him. And a couple of people texted me while we were in the studio and they were like, hey, you see how so-and-so looking at so-and-so? And mm-hmm. I'm like, I noticed that. And it was kind of like every time, I, it wasn't a one-time thing. It was like every time this person came in and it was other people that maybe they felt like was beneath them or just why are they here? It was kind of like when they were talking on the mic, you just looking at them like, hmm, yeah.
0: like what stink. are they here for?
1: Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's sad. And we want to change things. And you got black people who are trying to educate black people, and I'm doing the air quotes, that are trying to change the community, air quotes again, Mm -hmm. when it's really just a hidden agenda and it's about notoriety and doing these things to build up your resume to impress white people to get somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's unfortunate that it's like that.
0: And just think of some of the jobs that we have. Like, think of teachers. You should want to do stuff where, where it doesn't require a thank you. Mm -hmm. that's a thankless job because plenty of times I've given somebody a pencil, a pen, paper helped them out I didn't get a thank you Mm -hmm. or your time and y'all don't get paid the shit that y'all should get paid and I'm not in there for the thank yous I'm in there to try to help you know to build our next generation because that's our next leaders yeah Yeah, exactly generation building that's what I'm talking about
1: and the next thing they said was participating in crowd activities that you really don't like pretending that pretending like they don't know who you are when they see you in public and everything is exclusive now that's something that I feel like a lot of black people who reach a certain economic status do. It's exclusive. They have a get-together. People that they probably used to hang with can't come. Now, I get that. Yeah. Depending on, like, if it's a, a, a ruffian, or like a blood <laughs> or a crip.
0: <laughs> a, a, yeah, a Or role. a blood
1: or a crip. You know what I'm saying? A gangster. You may not want them at a party where you're doing like an art gallery. But, Ooh. like, do you totally exclude them from everything that you do?
2: You know, I think... It, it,
1: People not have everything. Not yeah. everything, but a lot. Yeah. So I mean
2: yeah. everybody's got different um everybody's into different things, right? And if I'm into like I'm into art, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but not everybody that I know is into art. So I need to know who I'm inviting to what. I mean I might even be in a position where I want I want to expose somebody exactly who's never been exposed to something like this. You know what I'm saying? So but you know, I think it's all about your mentality. I'm not about um, excluding people, uh, but at the same time, like there's certain say groups of, of people that I know that I wouldn't mix. Mix, yeah, I just wouldn't. And I think you, know? you gotta
1: be. I think you have to be leery of doing that.
0: Yeah,
1: I've had situations where, I, and I've learned firsthand of bringing people that I'm cool with, not even necessarily from the hood, but they just think differently, mm-hmm. and then bringing them, trying to bring them to a situation that's it could probably teach you something if you came. And I mixed those groups, and it was kind of like the people, the educated people. Versus the uneducated people The uneducated people clown me Because it was kind of like Why are you hanging around These type of motherfuckers Right Like don't change Don't be this Don't be that And I'm like I ain't I just like different things And I know how to I could walk into a gallery or, or you know whatever And still be the same person I am Right And walk out The same person I went in as Now some people can't do that But I, and like you say, I think you shouldn't mix
2: Certain, certain crowd. Piece, certain some people
1: what? like to be at Glorious or, at, at, or Red Lobster still. They top of the line shit. Mm-hmm. And some people, is Ocean Prime. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you just got to know. A couple of things they were saying were uh, educated black people correct others. They love to <laughs> name drop and throwing out business cards with no real intentions. Now, the name dropping is a big thing. I remember this one guy. He was talking about Charles Barkley. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's dope. And I was like, so did you you met Charles Barkley? He was like, no, nah, he was just in the same club we was in. Motherfucker. That means I know Kanye. That means I know Kobe, fucking Kendrick Lamar, Shaq. J. Cole. I know all of them because I, I, every game I go to, every concert I go to, they was in the same they building. It does not mean that I know them, right? But sometimes, as uh, as black people, we like to seem more important than we really
2: are. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know, I mean that, that that shines a light on you a little brighter if I say, yeah, man, you know, I know my man Anthony Roberts from the from the reality. Is it like, oh man, you know that. I, mean? I ain't shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, I was at his crib the other day. But, you know, we, we want to you know, look like we the, we the big deal, man. You know, by just affiliation. You oh. know, not because we the big deal, but just by affiliation.
1: But how do we fix, like, I, and, and I always talk about things and we always talk about a problem. But, like, what's the solution for it, though? Yeah. Like, but, what's the solution to make black brotherhood stronger?
2: Well, I, I think that we, I mean, that's a, that's a loaded question, but we, we just, we have to be deliberate with our efforts and we have to be clear about our intentions. Like, yeah. what are we trying to do? Why are we having this podcast? You know what I'm saying? Why are we going to Glorious to fellowship? Like, what is the purpose behind the things that we're doing? We have to define that stuff. Yeah, That's
1: mm-hmm. yeah, true. Crimes and videotape. Mm. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with people, re- re- like, recording their crimes, just man? because
0: they can, man. I don't understand. I, I, I don't can't. Tell it's just you. a society. You just want to be seen. And like mm-hmm. I said, you want to be that tough person. And now your ass is going to jail because you, you're on video. Not only are you on video, but you're black. That's what make it worse, man. I just hate that
1: we get tied to everything that every negative thing negative. that every other black person does.
2: Well, yeah. that's, you know, the media's job is to do that because um, the overall agenda is to discredit black people. Totally, you know what I'm saying. So anytime I can affiliate the the goody two shoes black with somebody who's doing some dirt in the hood, you know, as a media, I'm gonna try to find a way to link that together. That's my job. You but you would saying? think
0: having Barack Obama in the White House, we finally had a black guy that didn't have any like anything negative that we know of. You would think that would open up people's eyes that there are good black people out there. Nah, bro. No, I said sure. you you think it would. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You
2: know, I don't know, man. I so many black
1: it's just I think it, we I try my I try every day I, I hang around or I'm around black people white people I definitely don't try to prove myself to them mm-hmm. I don't try to prove myself to anyone but I always think what would the world be like and I, and I said this this year I'm not talking about racism mm-hmm. this year if I talk about racism on a podcast something going major is gonna have to happen mm-hmm. I was exhausted last year from talking about racism or just watching it on television because it's like it's 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 a big part of the world. It's not going to change. I'm sorry. It's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't fight the fight, but I feel like the best way to counteract racism is through education. Mm-hmm. It's through education and through talking about certain things. I don't think you have to talk about the like stuff that Trump says to address racism. Mm-hmm. I think you can really just talk about it from a perspective. You can talk about racism without mentioning racism, meaning just treating people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Or... Again, exposing people to different things. You know what I'm saying? Going to a hockey game. Like I went to a hockey game a couple weeks ago with one of my white homeboys. And every time I hang around uh, some of the white dudes I'm cool with, they ask me questions Mm -hmm. about black people, about our culture. (laughs) And it's never anything like, why y'all do this? Mm -hmm. It's just random questions. Because not to be funny, I tell people all the time, why are we trying to live up to the white standard? When in reality, they are the ones who respect us. Exactly. When they can't look you in your face, when they dress and do the things that we do, it's it's it's. it's oh, imita- they, what did I say? Imitating is the
2: yeah. For best for a flatter. I mean yeah. that's what's happening. But, but and the thing is, it's like you said, you know, like okay, you go uh a, a, with some of your white homeboys or whatever, um, they're asking you questions. You don't ask them. I ain't questions. asking them shit. You don't care. I fuck. I see it on TV. Right, but they but they want to know. Hey, man, they want to know about the experience. how do we do this? How do y'all do this? Yeah, I was talking to a guy yesterday.
1: And exposure, and, and he's a volleyball coach, and he was telling me, he's like, do you know how much black people can dominate the game of volleyball if they actually played it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they actually paid attention and played it. Mm-hmm. We could dominate lacrosse.
2: What? I mean, name a sport, man. Hockey, if we wanted to get and on we, the we, ice, we'd we we get on there too. Hockey, and that's
1: the thing about it. I think it's just about exposure. I think we need to take out the word in some context, cool. mm mm-hmm all black so many black people yes especially young black people want to be cool they want to do what's cool basketball is cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: football is cool we need to be doing things that's going to change yeah the world the society like you need to have your kid reading books at a certain age about politics exactly or religion or mm-hmm. the you know governmental uh um, policies and policies, stuff like that yeah. Or you need to give them something like, you know, when, when you're a kid, you get in trouble and they be like, oh, go do, read this and write me a pa- one-page paper. Right. Don't go make the motherfucker read Cat in a Hat. Big,
2: big Nate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Like, give him a real book yeah, and challenge real. him to do something. I had family come over yesterday and they were talking about education and exposure. And I was telling them I didn't learn a lot of things or didn't know about a lot of things until I started dating my girl. She, you know, in high school, she went to a law mag- magnet school. Yeah, a law magnet school. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. When I met her, you know, six years, I was like, I don't know. what. We went to high school. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know about law magnet to where they're teaching you college courses in a high school environment. We was just learning the basic things. But talking to her, it was like, I didn't know nothing about that in a country Mm -hmm. town, in a small town. So I think stuff like charter schools and magnet schools where they're teaching... Mm -hmm. Specific Different. programs to mm-hmm. get you ready for college is big, right? Huge. and I and I think we just like I said, if you have that information, even if it's something as small as us, you being a, a teacher, you working with the state, me working where I work, and just coming together and saying, "Hey, let's do a webinar. Let's mm-hmm. let's do a seminar and see if we can get some parents to bring their kids out and talk about financing, mm-hmm. talking about how to treat a woman, right. talk about how to be a real friend to your friend. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Because they don't know
2: that they don't know, and 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 I think that you know, like one of the lanes that we're in with the book. Uh, company I was talking to uh, Louie yesterday is that there's a void there yeah, right it's a void. So, so we have to in any way that we can with the skills that we have we have to try to fill that void with information exactly. education like yeah. you said you know let's write a book about you know Politics yeah. or finances or the importance of community farms and, you know what I'm saying, just stuff that we feel like is going to progress our people. Like, we have to start doing this stuff now. We have to come together with these efforts.
1: Yeah. And we don't have a lot. We, we was going to do a longer podcast, but I'm sorry, man, it's uh, Football Sunday. <laughs> uh, we got a game coming up. We okay. want to see Green Bay. We got an hour in. Okay. Um, we got more topics. That was quick. Whenever you guys want to come back, we could definitely come back. I just wanted to make sure we have something for the people to drop on Monday. Y'all, we will continue on. we got more stuff coming up. But, uh, KT, where can they find you at as far as uh, Sports Cuts 101?
0: KT Cuts 101 at Twitter, and um, the website is sportcuts101.com. All right.
1: And, Frank, where can they find you at with Melanin Origins and the books and everything? Yes,
2: you can find us on Instagram, uh, at Melanin Origins. And also, the website is www.melaninorigins.com. You can also catch me on Instagram at blk underscore g-h-s-t 75. <laughs> this nigga 75. Got I see. <laughs> <laughs> also,
1: uh, where can they get the new book? Because you had the new book to drop at the end of last year.
2: Yes, yes. We have a new book, Power My Pen. is about Ida B. Wells, a snippet of her life. You could also get that on a website. running a uh, holiday special right now. Um, you buy one and you get one extra because we want to pay it forward in yeah. January. So you get two books. We want you to give one away.
1: Okay. And yeah. you can follow us on the reality is we, that's T H a. The reality is on Instagram, Facebook, anchor twitter also you can follow my personal page on instagram at sir robert poe anthony roberts on facebook and keep up with everything up to uh, keep up to date with everything the reality is at www.therealityis that's t-h-a-therealityis.com or you can email us if you want to be on the show or leave us an audio message at info at com. always remember man inhale courage to excel success i do apologize i feel like we cheated y'all today like i literally <laughs> my dude i'm looking at these notes i'm like we got one two Three, like four or five topics we didn't talk about. But just like when somebody asked me this morning, Are you going to church? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> when you got podcasting and in football, I'm not going to be at church. I'm sorry, man. We'll talk to y'all next week, man. Y'all have a blessing.
0: Most <laughs> niggas trying to the money, come out. fight. I thought the would go get some money. Used to laugh at me way back. Now I pull up, they don't find nothing funny. Got a new bitch and she keep it a hundred. Last bitch, where she couldn't be honest. That's where that shit's so ironic.